This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What's up, folks? It is time to wrap up another week in Atlanta Hawks basketball. Hawks Beat Podcast starts right now. It's Kevin Herter to get it in. Everyone standing at State Farm Arena. Herter looks, plays it into Trey. Two seconds, one. Trey Slaughter. His heart out. I'm the best ever. I'm the most brutal and ambitious and most ruthless champion there's ever been. There's no one can stop me. Lynch is a conqueror. No, I'm Alexander. He's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never been anybody's ruthless. I'm Sonny Liston. I'm Jack Dempsey. There's no one like me. I'm from Nairclaw. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. You are now listening to the Hawks Beat Podcast with your host, Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, what is up? What is up? What is up? Welcome to another edition of the Hawksbeat Podcast. No, you're not listening to another post-game pod. This is the weekly wrap of the Hawksbeat Podcast, the time where we kind of look back on the week that was in Atlanta Hawks basketball. So, uh, welcome, welcome, welcome into the show. This is your first time. Uh, welcome. My name is Edub. I am the host taking you on this journey of Atlanta Hawks basketball. Um, first things first, again, uh, welcome into the show. And if this is your first time, we uh, invite you to connect with us on all of our social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Find us everywhere you are on the socials. (laughs) We'd also love for you to subscribe to the podcast as well. That would really help us out in the podcast community. All right. So uh, on today's podcast, I just wanted to look uh, on the week that was in Atlanta Hawks basketball. Um, We're going to look at the five games that took place since the last time we did a weekly wrap. And those five games were... I'm sorry. I should have my notes pulled up. <laughs> that, that That's my fault, man. That's my fault. The five games we're going to look at Hawks and Pacers, Hawks and Nets, Hawks and Wizards, Celtics, and the, um, the Cavs game from last night. So those are the five games we're going to kind of look at. We're also going to talk a little bit about JJ, uh, Jalen Johnson. Where do the Hawks go from here? Like what options do they have? What should they do? Um, we talked about it a little bit at length. Um, was it last podcast? I think it was the podcast before last. We talked about that as well. Um, and I want to talk a little bit about AJ Hunter. Uh, about to say AJ Hunter. Um, about uh, AJ. AJ Griffin, man. I, w- I want to talk about what's going on with him. What 
the future holds for him. Like, what is the move with him? I want to talk a little bit about that. Go look at some numbers the past week between some of the Hawks players and just kind of just look back a little bit. This isn't going to be a long pod. I just, I'm not going to be labor. Uh, some of the things just going to kind of get you guys up to speed on where the Hawks are. This weekly wraps, they're usually a little bit more numbers driven than my usual podcast. So if it gets a little nerdy, if it gets a little mathematic, <laughs> just bear with me. Um, but yeah, so first things first, let's go to the standings. Let's go to the standings, and I'm sure most of you guys are aware of where the Hawks stand in the standings. Currently, the Hawks are 8-9 and nine in the East. That is good for uh, the 10th best <laughs> record in the East. If the season were to stop today, the Hawks would be in the play-in. <laughs> they would be in the play-in, and they would be playing the Miami Heat. So, thank God that there's 70-something more games that he's left. But, you know, hey... It is what it is, man. It is what it is. Um, Hawks are currently on a two-game losing streak. They are, and here's the crazy thing. Here is the crazy thing when you look at it. The Hawks are three and five at home. Like I, I don't, I don't understand that. How are you three and five at home? Now I know they played some, some, some dogs. You know what I'm saying? But like, oh, three and five at home. That's unacceptable. Like you're supposed to be like high above you know 500 on um high above the 500 mark at home at least and they're five and four in the road so i don't know go figure hawks are four and six in their last 10 and um i gotta be honest with you the outlook does not look good it does not look good like losing jalen johnson is a tremendous um it's a tr- it puts the Hawks at a tremendous disadvantage, at a tremendous disadvantage. Um, the five games that I just listed were the five games that were played since our last rep. And we all know how the Pacers game was. That was a shootout of epic proportions. That was the, you could almost call that the Tyrese Halliburton game because, man, he was special. The Nets game, uh, Hawks end up winning that game. That was a tough one, too. That one went into overtime, and it was kind of a shootout again with just a lots of scoring, very little defense. Luckily, the Hawks were on the better side of that one. Folks felt good after that one. The Wizards game was a wire-to-wire win. Folks felt good about that one. Trey and DeJounte were looking and had folks feeling good about the backcourt until... The Celtics game into the Cavs game. And now people are wondering if this thing works. (laughs) You see how the emotions of the week goes? Like, that's why, you know, it is what it is, man. But, like, the emotions of the week are very, very, um, let's just say they're fluid. (laughs) Let's just say they're fluid. Uh, The Celtics loss and the Cavs loss. I, 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 I don't think that those are bad losses. I don't. Both of those teams are just better than you. They're just better than you. And you have guys out in like, could you beat those teams? Yes. But you're supposed to lose to those teams. They're better than you. Like, and the the sooner you understand that, the sooner it it might even soothe 
<laughs> how you feel. You know, it, it may not. I'm not sure. It may not. But um, when you look at those five games, the Hawks went two and three, which is not ideal. Um, I would say out of that group, the biggest win was probably the Nets win on uh, the overtime game. That was a kind of a gutty win, you know. Um, I would say the worst loss might have been the Pacers loss. And that's just because of, man, you score 152 points and you still lose. <laughs> that is a wild concept to me. Like, that is a wild concept to me. If you're looking at a glass half full situation, um, I guess one thing that could be um, promising going into this uh, this week was it appears that Trey Young has um, found his offensive kind of swag, I guess you could say, um, aside from the Cavs game. But before the Cavs game, he had he had four um, really good um, offensive games, you know, and uh, the shot just looked better. Um, and, and it was just like, okay, like Trey's back. Like his numbers are starting to climb up again. And um, I'm wondering if it's just a case of him just kind of getting in shape, getting in basketball shape. You know, you tend to hear that a lot this time of year, guys not being in basketball shape. And I don't know, maybe it's a case of him just needing to be in basketball shape. You know, those legs and everything. I, I don't know. But for whatever the case. Here are Trey's numbers from the week. And this is just including the five games that were played um, this week. You have Trey coming in at 30.6 points per game, shooting 46% from the field and 46% from three. Uh, he's averaging 8.8 .8 assists. Um, his high for the week, well, he was a plus 40 versus Washington, which is extremely wild. Um, but for the week, he was a negative 11 as far as the plus minus. Now, the plus minus, there's always some nuance in there. But again, if you watch these games, you know that basically this team is better when Trey Young is on the floor. <laughs> They're just better when Trey Young is on the floor. And unfortunately, when he hasn't been on the floor, this team has been really bad. So um, on the bright side, it is good to see Trey's shooting kind of pick up this week. Um, on the downside, you wish it would have translated to more wins. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is what it is, man. Um, another guy I wanted to kind of look at was DeAndre Hunter. DeAndre Hunter, a very, um, 
Well, we all know what it is about DeAndre Hunter. And I think what bothers a lot of people about DeAndre Hunter is that he'll have a week like this, and then he'll have a week where he gets like seven points a game. <laughs> you know, but this was a very good week for DeAndre. His last five, if if you take into consideration that same time period that Trey Young had, DeAndre went for eighteen point eight points a game, shot fifty percent from the field and shot thirty eight percent from three, uh, five rebounds a game, and he was a negative twenty two for the week. And again, the plus minus is always some nuance there. You know, De- DeAndre plays kind of with both. Uh, the starters and the bench guys. So, um, you know, take that for what it is. But um, I would say DeAndre has had a lot heaped on him. Um, I gave him a little bit of props in that last podcast that I recorded last night. <clears throat> if um, I still think that's relevant, if you want to go listen to that one as well, if you haven't. But um, what I basically said about DeAndre is that they're asking him to do a lot playing that small ball for, and, it, and, and if you're being honest, like they're not even like asking them to play a small ball for like you just play in the four Jack. Cause they ain't got the bodies. <laughs> like you just play in the four ain't no small ball for small because you're not a typical power forward, you know? And so he's, he's banging against these big, you know, seven foot pound mofos. Like he, like it's, it's a lot, you know? So uh, I, I just think that, you know, he's been out there twice with a uh, a dislocated finger and just came back into the game. After the game last night, Quinn was like, hey, what DeAndre did tonight, like, needs to be on the front page. So uh, we're going to give DeAndre his flowers this week. If he has a crappy week next week, we're going to call him on it. <laughs> That's just kind of what it is. But I think Trey and DeAndre Hunter were kind of bright spots this week. I thought Bogey was pretty good this week, too. Um Oh, at least shooting the ball. But, yeah, so that's what that is. Hawks next three, um, if we're we're going from Wednesday to Wednesday, um, the next three are Spurs, Bucks, and Nets. So two out of those three are going to be on the road. Uh, The Spurs are the team they're going to play on tomorrow. Um, That is, uh, yeah, they're going to play them on tomorrow. That jingling is my cat. She is um she loves to listen to me podcast. Uh they're gonna play the Bucks on Saturday in Milwaukee. And that is a strange road trip from San Antonio to Milwaukee. And then they're back home for a few days, and then they're gonna play this Nets team again on Wednesday. So those are the three upcoming games. If you ask me, I think you need to get at least two out of these three. Go ahead and take care of the Spurs because they're not a good basketball team. Even though you are shorthanded, you should beat the Spurs. Um, the Bucks are always a toss-up. They're a really good basketball team. Uh, and then, you know, the Nets. <sighs> I don't know. It, it's a tough. If you can grab two out of these three, man, that'll be really good. Like, that'll put you back at 500. Uh, you'll be, what, 10 and 10 if you can grab these last, these next these two out of three, but we will see. Um, the main storyline this week, of course, is the absence of Jalen Johnson. It's going to be out a few weeks, uh, probably more than a few weeks with that um, that hand injury. And so there's many questions arousing, I mean, surrounding um, Jalen Johnson's departure. 
And I think this one thing that has been evident in the two games that he's been out is that the absence of Jalen Johnson is exposing the Hawks defense for um, it's ex- exposing a already mediocre defense. Can I say that? Let me go a step further. The loss of Jalen Johnson is exposing a um what's the word I'm looking for? Below average defense. Like they're below average with Jalen Johnson. And so without him, it's just exposing that much more. Like it is really bad defensively. And I do not see the Hawks winning ball games unless they just go nuclear. From the offensive side of the ball. I'm going to be honest with you. Like it's just a concern. And I I could be wrong. I could be wrong. And if I'm wrong. I'm going to come back. And as the young folks say. I'm going to stand on it. Stand on it. And I'm going to say. Hey I was wrong. These guys played some amazing defense tonight. I don't. I don't. And and here's another part that I put on my notes. I said, my concern is, I don't know if this team has the defensive personnel to stay afloat while Jalen is on the uh, injury list. I don't know. Like, I really just don't know. And that's not me being, that's just me giving it to you for real. That's just kind of how I see it, you know? Um yeah, his, his loss really hurts. It really hurts. Now, I don't know how the Hawks are going to address this. I have an idea because typically teams don't make moves in November. They don't make moves in November. They don't make moves in December traditionally. They usually wait to run the all-star break until the trade deadline where you know you've played a little bit more and you kind of have an idea of where you're headed and where the see what what the season is going to look like. So I, I don't foresee them making a move where they you know bring in somebody else or make a trade. I just don't I don't see that happening right now. I just don't. You know, I was watching Miles Norris in the uh, College Park G League game tonight. He threw it on a monster dunk. He looks like a little bit like. I mean, he's he seems a little tall, you know what I'm saying? Like, maybe they call Miles up. But if they call Miles up, I don't even know if Quinn is going to give him any burn. <laughs> and, and I don't think Miles Norris is really like a, a typical power four. I mean, I, I don't I don't know much about Miles Norris, but I it can't be any worse than Sadiq Bay. And I'm talking specifically from a defensive standpoint. It can't be any worse than Sadiq Bay. Throw Miles Norris out there for a couple of defensive possessions and see what it gives you. You know what I mean? Like, what do you got to lose? Yeah, you may lose something offensively, you know, but listen, the tape that, that Sadiq Bay has out there defensively, ooh-wee boy. So, um, yeah, the, the Jalen Johnson thing is just a wait and see. We're just going to have to wait and see how Quinn navigates this um, this rotation. And I mean, I don't know, again, I said this last night, I don't know what you expect him to do or want him to do. Like who was the, who was who the defensive lineup that you throw out there? If the Hawks have one possession, one possession where they need a stop, who was the five you put out there? 
Who was the five? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know. Um, I was listening to Brad today on uh, Locked On Hawks. He was like, you know, I, I think Trent Forrest would be, um, it, it would be nice to kind of see him get a few more minutes. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, he, he's a serviceable defender. You know, and, and the thing is, the Hawks defense is just bludgeoning, folks. And, and when I mean bludgeoning, I don't mean that in a good way. I mean, like, they're like, <laughs> they are, it, it's bad. It's really bad, man. So, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I wish I had the answers. I'm kind of just throwing things against the wall. And uh, we'll see. We'll see. Um, last thing I want to hit on, man. <clears throat> and I said this last night. We got to discuss it. AJ Griffin. Whew. Let me take a deep breath before we get into this one. Um, last year, AJ was man. It looked like the kid turned a corner. It looked like something clicked, and um, everybody was um, was in love with AJ last year. He hit up. I think two was it two or three game winners last year. And um, we're like, okay, yeah, like this is going to be the year for AJ. You know, when John Collins got shipped off for some jelly beans, you know, everyone's like, okay, this is going to be the year for Jalen and AJ to cook. And while Jalen Jalen has been cooking, AJ has been basting in the slow cooker on the bench. Last year, AJ... Uh, Average 8.9 points a game in 19 minutes of play. He played 72 games. And, uh, yeah, man, I mean, he he was playing almost 20 minutes a game, shooting 39% from three. And that was after he had cooled down because he was really hot at one point. Um, Shot 46% from the field. And uh, folks were really high and really promising on AJ, right? Fast forward to this year. Man's minutes is down to nine minutes a game. His three-point shooting is down. Everything is down. His points are down. His semi, everything is down, of course, because he's not getting the minutes. He's not getting the minutes. And so you ask yourself, like, okay, like, what's the play here? Like, what are we doing here? You know, a lot of people got on Nate for not playing Jalen Johnson. Right? A lot of folk got on Nate because of not playing Jalen Johnson. And now, here's the thing. Quinn isn't playing AJ, but, you know, it, it's I guess it's because it's still in the honeymoon honeymoon period. Like, where's AJ? And ain't no minutes for AJ? Like, ain't no minutes for AJ? Like, I don't know. Like, he's been playing a little bit more since Jalen has been out, but he doesn't even look like the same dude. Like, can we be honest? Like, I'm not, I, I have to call it like I see. He doesn't even look like the same guy. And that's unfortunate because I really, really like the kid. I really want it to work. But I don't know, bro. Like, I don't know. Here's my thinking. And, I mean, I know this is super early, but this is just what I'm thinking. If you go into the All-Star break and you are several games behind 500 and you need to make a move, look at this roster, right? And so let's take our let's take our friend hat off. 
look at this roster and say, who are the trade pieces that you have available? Of course, you could always move off of Patty Mills. Um, the Hawks seem to be uh, sold on Kobe Bufkin, so I don't think any of the rookies are going anywhere. Um, if you're looking to move on from folks, I think A.J. Griffin might be a guy. Um, I think that um, Sadiq Bay may be a guy. You know, he's a guy who was up for his bread, and they didn't, they didn't, they didn't extend him out. So, do you move? Is there is there something that you can get for AJ and Sadiq? And I mean, I mean, I threw Patty Mills in there, but I don't, I don't think he's he might be in there just to make the numbers work, right? You just need to find somebody, somebody. That can play like somebody who is preferably a wing that can play some above average defense. That's what you need. So if you got to move an AJ, if you got to move Sadiq, if you got to move Patty or whatever, like that's what you got to do. Because you got a bunch of dudes on your bench and none of these dudes are even, I would even say average defensively. Everybody is below average defensively. Outside of Anyeka Okongwu. Patty Mills. Sadiq Bey. I can't say Kobe Buffett because he hurt. A.J. Griffin. Bruno Fernando. Wesley Matthews. I, I would say Wesley Matthews is average. But again, Wesley Matthews is 136 years old. He's only going to play so much. So, I think the thing with A.J. is if this keeps on going until like the All-Star break... You got to start shopping them. I I just I, I I don't think that's too radical of a position to take. You got to start shopping them because listen, this Hawks team does not have the personnel as currently constructed to be a defensive team that's going to get you into the playoffs. And is we talking playoffs or is we talking um, play in? Because this is this is not even play in defense. What they're doing. You're going to have to change the personnel. Word to the GM. Word to Mr. Cover, uh, Kyle Corver. So, I don't know, man. We'll see. But, ladies and gentlemen, just wanted to chat up with you guys about that. This has been the wrap of uh, Atlanta Hawks basketball, the weekly wrap, courtesy of the Hawks Beat Podcast. Thank you for checking us out, listening wherever you may be listening. Share the podcast with one or two or three or four. <laughs> of your friends and we would greatly appreciate it like we always say god is good all the time and all the time god is good so if you don't know him you need to find him show him some love because that's all he is showing you peace this is the story of the one as a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.